0: Hello again, and welcome to Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and today I want to share with you a three-part recipe to craft your year-end fundraising ask. Now, I'm going to walk you through the recipe that I found on givingtuesday.org. The first part of the recipe is to define the problem you're solving for the community and the world. Second is show donors that they're a solution to that problem. And then third is prove your organization is the right middleman to make the solution happen. Full warning, though, (laughs) that while this is an amazing order to present the recipe in and it totally makes sense the way that they put it, the actual cooking instructions, at least the ones I use, require me to do steps one and three first and then tie it all together with step two at the end. I like to get all my creative stuff out on the table and then edit it together to make it reflect that my donor is the solution to the problem. Now, full disclaimer here, I am recycling some of this content, just like I encourage all of you to do all the time in this podcast. So the audio track quality is gonna come in and out from me pulling parts of this from videos that I posted on Facebook and me kind of patching it together to make it more sense for the podcast. So with that said, let's get to business. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Now, before we get started, I want you to mark your calendars for October 19th. It's a super exciting day. We have two really big things happening on October 19th. The first thing is we kick off our Craft Your Ask three-day challenge. So dedicate 15 to 20 minutes a day and join us as we write our year-end fundraising asks together with instructions and feedback and support all on the nonprofit Marketing with Purpose Facebook group. It's free, it's awesome, and the collaboration will really help you make sure you have the right year-end ask for your organization. And then the second thing that happens on October 19th is that registration opens for our year-end giving training. Now, this is the same training that helped our local nonprofits raise over $1.6 million last year. Well, that and like a metric ton of elbow grease and awesomeness because they are incredibly awesome, and they worked really hard to earn all those donations. And I gotta tell you the thank you notes from this training are really what keeps me powering through the whole year because I know that I'm making a difference for these nonprofits. Now this year our training is gonna consist of five on-demand year-end giving training modules. We will also have social media and email marketing schedules and templates for you to use and modify for your own campaign. And then we'll have live support in our breakout sessions and virtual office hours. And you can get all the details for that training at youmaycreate.com. That's Y-O-U-M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Registration closes November 15th. And with that out of the way, let's get to our episode. Are you ready to crack your ass? Okay, let's start. We are going to define the problem that you solve in your community or the world. Now, if you didn't get to go to our last training event, then I want to remind you, or maybe introduce you, to Giving Tuesday's recipe for crafting your conversation with your donors. The first thing that you're going to do is define the problem that you are solving. The second thing that you're going to do is you're going to show your donors that they are the solution to the problem. And the third thing that you do is you show them that you are the right middleman to make it all come together. You're the thing that they need to invest in to make the solution happen. So we're going to start at the beginning with the problem. Now, the problem that you present to your donors is not the problem that you're trying to solve internally. I've had a lot of people that are like, oh, well, Monica, what we need to do is we need to get funding because we need to hire another person. How do we talk to our donors about that? Okay, so some of your donors, you might actually be able to say that directly to. That's great. Other people that you don't know so well, that's probably not the challenge that we're going to focus on. Instead, think about the outcome of hiring that person. What does that person allow you to do as an organization that lets you follow through and do your mission? What is it? That is the reason that you're hiring them. That's the reason that you're fundraising. So that answer will help you understand the problem that you're really trying to solve. Now, your problem should be something that even a person who is not familiar with the intricacies of your organization can totally understand, okay? So we're not going to use jargon. We're going to keep it really simple. And we don't want them to have to think too hard about this. We really want them to be able to relate to it. So they need to know what it is, like, immediately. Now, the next thing is ideas, right? I'm gonna give you some idea starters, but what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to feel like you have to use every single one of them in your problem because that would be overwhelming and we need to keep this simple, right? So don't use all of them. Just use the ones that really fit with your organization and the story that you have to offer. All right, so let's start with the first one focus on the good that you do for the world and your community. I want you to ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself, Why do you do what you do and what makes it important? Because somewhere in the answer to that question is likely the problem that you solve. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to consider how COVID-19 has affected your organization. Like has it increased the need for your services or maybe decreased your funding because you couldn't have those fundraising events? Now here's the deal. Even though it decreased your funding, that's not what you're going to tell them. You're not going to tell them the problem is that we couldn't have our fundraising events. That's not the problem. The problem is what happened because you had decreased fundraising. So how did that decreased funding impact the community or the world? How did it impact your inability to carry out your mission? That's the problem. Now, While your ask does not have to be COVID related, if you have been impacted by the pandemic, then that's a problem that your audience is probably gonna be able to relate to because they've certainly been impacted as well. Okay, so third thing. The problem in your end of your ask does not need to be all encompassing of every single thing that you do, okay? Don't be afraid to make it specific. So if you provide a whole bunch of services, you may actually have multiple asks and you would present them to the individual audiences that interact with you because of those services. And that can be really powerful because then you can have an individualized conversation with them. That's totally cool. But if you don't have time to make multiple asks, I feel like it's better to have a more specific one and one that will resonate the most with your audience. All right. Now, my last piece of advice is ask yourself, can you share the problem as the beginning of a story? Because we all have transformational stories in our nonprofits, right? Someone comes in, they have a problem. We help them solve it. That is awesome. So if you can share this problem as a story, then you can use the story throughout your ask to pull it all together. And everybody loves a story. Okay, so another thing that you can think about that you might include in your problem is specific data that you can share to help define the problem. People love Data. Well, I love data. And sometimes it really does add some credibility to the thing that you're presenting to them. So maybe you have a percentage of the population who are experiencing the problem that you solve, or there's a percentage or a number of increase in demand for your services due to COVID-19. Those would be great things to share. Okay. So that wraps up part one defining your problem. So the second part is show donors that they are the solution to that problem. And remember, we're gonna skip that for right now because we're gonna tie that all in when we edit the information that we put together from parts one and three of this recipe. (laughs) I find that editing is the perfect time to change around the wording to show the donors that they are a solution to that problem. Because really communicating that to your donors can be done by editing the delivery of your message ever so slightly. So the second thing I actually want you to do is part three of the recipe, which is prove your organization is the right middleman to make the solution happen. I'm going to give you some idea starters, but I do not want you to use all these things. That would be way too much. We want to keep this simple. We don't want to have a five-minute elevator pitch that people are listening to, right? So let's start by answering the question, how is your organization solving the problem and why is it the best way? And if there are other organizations that also solve the same problem that you solve, how are you doing it better or differently? Or maybe how are you filling in the gaps to really make that solution come to fruition? You could consider sharing some outcome statistics, like how did your organization impact the community this year? Like how many people did you serve in 2020? And think about how your statistics might've changed from 2019 to 2020. And was that change because of COVID? Now you might explain what you plan to do with your funding. Are you gonna provide specific supplies? Are you going to give X amount more service or serve X number of more patrons? And the other thing that you might consider doing is if you've been around for a while, you might share your longevity because if you've been serving your community for a long time and you have a great track record and you have established processes that could yield great results, if you just had more funding, that's an important thing to let them know. Bandwidth is a big deal, right? Especially if you're a growing organization. Okay, so those are my idea starters for part three, which remember is the second step of crafting your year-end fundraising ask. First, remember, we want to define the problem that we're solving for the community and the world. We skipped part two of this recipe though, showing donors they are the solution to that problem. And we moved on just now to talking about how we can prove your organization is the right middleman to make the solution happen. Now I do this because I like to get all the information out on the table and then I wanna edit it. So we're editing this ask to position your donors as the hero. Remember that your donors are a part of your success. We want to communicate with them like they're part of our team. Their donations will be doing the work. So you're going to read over and reconsider your phrasing and ask yourself, can you adapt it to put the donor front and center in that ask? Okay. First, let's start with a grammar lesson from Monica. (laughs) Disclaimer, big disclaimer. Okay. I have a degree in agriculture. Mm Mm-hmm. So (laughs) I taught myself to write. Well, I didn't really teach myself to write, but you know what I'm saying. Okay. So here's what I do know though about writing is that human beings are pretty self-centered and most of us tend to write in first person. Read your ask. Are you saying the word we a lot? That's first person plural. Now what I want to try to ask you to do, what the Just try it, all right? See if you can do it. It's try to put it in second person. So first person plural is we, our, ours. Those are the pronouns that you're gonna use. Now, in second person, you're gonna use you, your, yours. This is pretty cool. And it affords us some opportunities when we're communicating with our donors because it creates a conversation with the person that you're writing with. Like right now, I talk to you. I don't just talk about me because it's more fun to talk to you and you like it when I talk to you. Do the same thing for your donors. All right, it also tends to craft a more approachable message. It's less formal than some points of view. And it ensures that you're telling the story from your donor's point of view and they are the hero, right? So let me give you a few examples. We provide tutoring for our community's youth could be flipped into your donation will provide tutoring for our community's youth. We want to feed 20 more families through the winter, could be flipped into, will you help us feed 20 more families this winter? Or your support will feed 20 more families this winter. See how that adjusted freezing kind of makes their donation a solution to the problem? So your organization, I know this and you know this, is the one making it happen, but you can't do it without their donation. You need funding. So you're the cart and they're the horse. We need to make sure that the horse is pulling the cart in your ask. All right, so a couple other things that we're gonna make sure that you're doing in your pitch now as we're editing. We're gonna make sure that you are clearly asking for a donation. Nothing left to chance here. Asking for a donation, make it specific. Proof it for jargon. We don't want to use a bunch of words that they don't know what they mean. So make it simple. No complication here. Read it out loud. If you cannot read it easily, then you are not done. It has to be able to roll off your tongue easily so that they can read it without stopping and having to go back and reread things. And then once you're done, I'm going to tell you to do something crazy here, but I hope you do it because it will help. I want you to video yourself making the ask. Okay, and then if you want to, you can post it on the Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose Facebook group, but you don't have to. You can just keep it for yourself. You can show it to somebody else. You can practice the ask with someone else. It really, really helps to hear your own voice and listen to the things that you're saying because people might be listening to you or someone else in your organization saying these words. It'll help you identify whether there's pieces missing or if they're not flowing right, or maybe that things aren't clear. And I just find that I can't understand it until I really hear it. So go forth, my friends, talk to yourselves, make a video of yourself. And if you want to, you can post it on the Marketing with Purpose Facebook group. But even if you don't post it, the goal here is to listen to the words as if you are someone else, as if you are the person that you're asking. When you hear it, it could actually put different meaning. It might mean that you need to rearrange things. It's a really important step in the creative process because after you've read it so many times, it just becomes kind of like meh, right? So talking through your year-end giving ask will put it better into perspective for you. So that's the recipe, the three-part recipe to craft your year-end fundraising ask. Remember, first, you're gonna define the problem you're solving for the community and the world. Second, you're going to prove your organization is the right middleman to make the solution happen. Third, you're gonna go back and edit those things and you're gonna show your donors that they are the solution to the problem that you presented. Now, as it comes through, remember the givingtuesday.org recipe is define the problem, Show the donors they're the solution and prove that you're the right middleman. It just so happens that it's a lot easier if you do that during the editing step. And that, my friends, is the three-part recipe to craft your year-end fundraising ask. So the first thing that you're going to do is define the problem you're solving for the community and the world. Then you're going to pop down to part three of the GivingTuesday.org recipe, and you're going to prove your organization is the right middleman to make the solution happen. And then you're going to edit to make part two come to life and show your donors that they are the solution to the problem. Thank you so much for joining me today. And before I let you go, I want to remind you one last time to mark your calendar for October 19th. Join me and other nonprofits in crafting your year-end fundraising ask on the Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose Facebook group. And also go over to YouMayCreate.com, dot ecom and check out what we're offering this year for year-end giving training. Registration closes November 15th. I'll see you there. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose.